Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgenby. Thank you that the devil cannot attack our lives, Lord. Thank you that we are moving from strength to strength and your glory is shining. Thank you, Lord, for your word that is coming with power. Thank you that you're going to heal us. Thank you that you're going to heal us, Lord. Thank you that you're going to heal us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Let's take our seats. Matthew 16. Verse number 13. Let's read from there. Till we come to 23, thereabout. He said, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, and they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some Elias and others Jeremiah's. Or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Now the question I'm asking you this morning is that who do you say Jesus is? You see like a fetish priest to you? You see the person you call only when you have problems? You see somebody you know only on Sundays? You see somebody you know only at midnight. When you have bad dreams. Who do you say Jesus is? This is the question to you this morning. Think about it. Jesus asked this question. And the Bible says, what I say to one. I say to all. So what Jesus asked the disciples he's asking you and I this morning. Who do you say Jesus is? What do you know him to be? Is he just a savior to you? Is he a lord to you? Who do you say? Yes. I was writing a message this morning. And whilst I was writing the message, it was a message of appreciation to somebody 
And I wrote the last statement and I said, may my God bless you. And then the Holy Spirit asked me, who is your God? Then I, stopped. I stopped to think about it. Because the mobile phone can be your God. So I deleted it. And I said, let the Lord bless you. Because some of you, your, your, your car can be your God. Your money can be your God. The attention you give to a thing determines how you worship the thing. The time you offer to a thing, a person, determines how you worship the thing. So, the Bible says that you should not have any other God apart from me. Now when God begins to talk like this, then it means that it is possible to have another God. And then he started mentioning things that I was surprised to hear. He said not from the sea, not from the river, not from the mountain, not from the tree, not from the stones. So it means that God knew that one day people will set stones as gods. He knew that one day somebody would have a woody monster and say, Ebusia Busumni. So he mentioned all. He knew that one day a family would come up and say, Ah, Bremu is our God. He said, Not from the river. Not from the mountains. Not from the woods. Wow. Wow. Who do you say he is? Who do you say Jesus is? What, who is he to you? And what is he to you? Now, at least for the first time in your life, you may have gone to church several times. But today, think about it. Who is this Jesus to me? Because, beloved, how you would do well in the, your work with the Lord depends on your personal revelation about Jesus. Your personal revelation about Jesus would determine how you would do well with him. What did Enoch see? that the Bible said and Enoch walked with God and then the Bible said that he begat Methuselah and he walked with God why? what did he see? that after begetting Methuselah he was still able to walk with God after being blessed with a new business he was still able to walk with God after getting married he was still able to walk with God after giving birth he was still able to work with God after graduating from the university he was still able to work with God what did Enoch see that you have not seen and I want you to know that before Enoch there was so much carnality. People didn't know God. 
People didn't know God. Enoch came from the lineage of Abel. And before Enoch was Enosh. And the word Enosh means that the voice of God is crying for, I mean, to the people. And the word Enoch means that men began to walk with God. So before Enoch, men did not walk with God. So what did Enoch see? that he offered to be different. Beloved, as we are together right here, our differences is not really with the dresses we are wearing. Our differences is with the revelation of the, the Jesus we have received. Because that is what is going to influence your attitude. That is what's going to influence your perception about him. That is going to influence your honor level. Who do you say this Jesus is? Now, if you want to know. Let me put it this way. The attitude of a person suggests his revelation concerning a thing. Somebody can be somebody like I told you about my my experience with uh, going for a wedding and uh, uh, I was the main speaker and when I got there the usher was looking for the main speaker the, the, the moment they realized I was the main speaker the attitude changed because I was not dressed like a bishop so your revelation would have so much impact on your attitude. So if I were you, I'll pursue revelation. The Bible makes us understand that the sons of Issachar, they won their battles merely by what? Knowing the times and the season. By knowledge, by revelation. I'm telling you, Jesus can become anything to you. Who do men say I am? Because it is possible men will call Jesus Elijah. But you know, Elijah is not liked by everybody. So if you call Jesus Elijah, that means that the enemies of Elijah becomes the enemies of Jesus. Your perception about Elijah is what you transmit unto Jesus. People said he was Jeremiah. And some even up to now are saying that he's one of the prophets. The Muslim says he's one of the prophets. But what do you say he is? This morning, my message is simple. 
It is time for you to have a personal revelation. And take a personal resolution. That will mold your life. And drive you on. Because you can't continue like this. You can't continue like this. Who do you say Jesus is to you? Some of you for the first time, you have not even thought about it. And it's like, you have, you have, you are, as I'm talking, you are trying to think about it and you are not even getting an answer. So he asked them, who do men say I am? The Bible talks about the complete knowledge of the Christ. May the Lord release that upon you. Amen. Because you can know Jesus as the Savior. You can know Jesus as the healer. You see, there are men who were craving that Jesus should come to their house. But there were others who just needed what Jesus had. Because some saw him as a provider of husbands. So they get the husband and nothing about him is needed Some felt he's the provider of jobs. They get a job and nothing about Jesus concerns them any Your wrong revelation is what is making you live wrongly towards the Lord. When you wake up in the morning and you are praying, who are you praying to? And how do you know him? Do you know that how you know him will determine the prayers that will come out of your lips? Some of us, we see Jesus as Agbalaba. So every time we wake up and we are praying, you think that all that Jesus can do is to kill witches and wizards. Your perception about Jesus is wrong. That's why I like that song that says that open the eyes of my eyes, Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you. One day, the two disciples were walking by the roadside. And whilst they were going, they were discussing Jesus. So, as they were discussing Jesus, all of a sudden, Jesus had died and had resurrected. And they have heard that Jesus had resurrected. 
So the, these things were going on. And then all of a sudden, Jesus came in as though he was also passing by. And then they asked Jesus, Don't you know what is going on? They were asking Jesus, So don't you know what is going on already? And you are asking us what is happening. They said, Oh, he had not heard it all. They said, ah, You have not heard about Jesus Christ and his resurrection and blah 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 blah. And the Bible says, Jesus took the conversation and started expanding the scriptures from the Lord, the prophets concerning himself, letting them know that these things were written before time. Naturally, no, if you run, say, Bubudum, not on more and I try and say, What would it put on the show when you pay so from so it's not like it's not like he he got lost, but when they became fully aware, Jesus was not in sight. Now, Paco can say, Ah. They worked with him, but they never knew him. They never knew him. They never knew him. When I was coming to church right now, I was I met a man. He was nicely dressed in off-white. And I was admiring him. Then I started questioning myself whilst I was driving. Why would people dress nicely on Sunday? And carrying his Bible. Nicely going to church. Why didn't they consider themselves to dress anyhow? Take anything and just get to church. And I told myself, he has a revelation of who he's going to. He has a revelation. He has a revelation. If you believe that you are going to the Lord, it will instruct your dressing. You know him, Jesus, the Son of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. If you believe he's the one you are coming to, it will instruct your dressing. It will distract, it will instruct your behavior. If you believe he's not just a Sunday God, it will also instruct your Monday attitude. Today we can we can go to weddings and you can see women's breasts all over. It's becoming common. I've realized that it's becoming common. It's yeah. becoming normal. And they would sew their dresses like off off is like as a tadden And you see, such dresses are suggestive dresses. And it a pramema. And I'm telling you, fashion designers do research because there are things that are addictive. And addiction sells better than any other thing. So they do research in, to bring forth things which are lustfully influenced. 
so that they can sell more. So that they can sell more. You don't know. I'm telling you. And these are all wisdom, satanic wisdoms. These are all satanic wisdoms. So you realize what do you want us to think like okay at the end you see you start communicating you the guy is sitting behind the thing is what is there we are able to see beyond we, we are able to see far a man can see beyond your dress oh. every man is a prophet we have we have we have hindsight we have insight and we have foresight can look at you and we'll see everything so when you make an attempt of removing it you make it easier for us but the question i ask is that why would you present the same dress before the Lord? Some of us think that as for wedding, Jesus is not interested. Don't forget, in Cana, he was in a wedding. Who do you say he is? For you. Are you asking yourself that question? Who do you say Jesus is? Some pastors believe that Jesus is a money-making opportunity. One day a pastor sent a statement and said, Jesus is a who is it to you? Yes, or your wine at the mouth. Is it just a, a friend? Is it just or a brother? Is it just a lord? Is it just a savior? Is he an instrument? I have a letter in my car right now. It was written by MFI, a daughter, one of the daughters, many years ago. When they were about to write their BEC. I wish I can read a letter to you. It's in my car. I want to scan it and send it to her. Because it should be a message to her. But in a paragraph, she made a statement. I read it once in a while, I take the letter and I read it. I'm weird, eh? When I read it, sometimes I smile, so I think. Oh. And one of the paragraphs, she made a statement. Like, Pastor David, I'm so sad. Because now that we are about to write our exams that God must show us mercy, this is the time my classmates are doing boyfriend-girlfriend. And they are doing foolish things. 
Hey. So I paused and I was thinking about it. Now that we are about to write that we need God's mercy. So it means that when this is in pass, you don't care about anything again. Having to realize that after, after exams, the next thing is uh, uh, liver's jams. Uh, something, something, uh, this, uh, whatever. Busy uh, party. Liver's food, whatever. And then you cannot see a lot of silly things. But you have forgotten that the God that helped you is the same God that is marking the papers. <laughs> When I read it, I smile. In such a situation, you see that she saw Jesus just as a helper. But beloved, Jesus, how does he see you? Jesus sees you as his brother. Jesus sees you as part of him. Every moment, every now, every now and then, Jesus sees you as part of his body. His love for you is continuous. How come you are able to see yourself different? And this is why you are not fervent enough for the Lord. Now, one of the things I have realized that is moving in the church is selfishness. So much carnality. People thinking about themselves. People don't care anymore. We don't prioritize the things of God any longer. No. It's not like before. We don't care about souls any longer. We don't care about praying. Why? Because our perception about him has changed. Because our perception about him has changed. Because our perception about him has changed. I believe we have come to a certain point that you have to be very careful because the road is very slippery. It is very easy to know Jesus and forget about him tomorrow. So you can be on fire yesterday and today you are not as before. I was talking to somebody and he, many years ago, she made a statement to me and said, Pastor, when I used to fornicate, I used to feel guilty. But now when I do it, I don't feel anything. And she was crying. for me. And I said, why are you crying? I said, because you feel something. You still feel something. 
It's not true you don't feel anything. You still feel something. You are just disobedient. You are just rebellious. You still feel something. Just that you don't feel it like you used to. Why is carnality thriving? Because our work with the Lord has been altered. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us? Okay, fine. Let's go back to the scripture. Scripture. He said, and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter answered it very well. Peter said, Thou art what? The Christ. If he had said, You, you are Jesus, you'd have failed. Say, You are the Christ. The son of the living God. Even if you had said you are the son of the living God, you would have missed it. But the Christ, that's the main important thing, the Christ. Because that's the main vision of God. God is coming for one man. One man. And his name is Christ. Christ. Christo. So everybody that is getting born again is being put into the body of the Christ. So when he comes here and he picks the Christ, he has picked everybody who is part of the body. And the Bible says Jesus is the head of the Christ. So when the head came out first, that's Jesus. He's the head of the Christ. Your body is coming. You are part of it, I'm part of it. Who do men say that I am? Who do you say he is? If you know you are part of his body, how would you relate with him? And then let's continue. This is Peter. Peter gave this answer, assignment. And Jesus said something. He said, flesh and blood had not revealed this to you. He said, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but by my Father which is in where? Now, from the Bible, it says flesh and blood. What it means is that when you talk about flesh, he's talking about things, physical, canal, things we can see and all those things. So what Jesus was trying to say is that, Peter, you didn't learn this to know. Peter, history didn't teach you this. Science didn't teach you this. Peter, it was not through any human effort for you to know this. Peter, you didn't, you didn't know this by, by uh, any uh, effort of yourself. It's not about the flesh. It's not about the flesh. Then he said, neither is it by blood. All you didn't inherit it. So, it is not by human effort or by inheritance. You didn't inherit this. Peter, we won't take that. No. So, he said flesh and blood. He said, 
and yet this year and so now Namu Hunu yet, and young woman Siams Namu Hunu yet, and then your moja and your buja be the daddy we are yet a detail. Or see, this thing, it is only my father that has revealed it. Why? Because the mystery of the Christ had not been fully been made known. Flesh and blood. Could it be that I can walk with Jesus and feel that my heart is burning and not know that is Jesus? Is it possible for me to sit here and receive revelations from the thrones of God and yet know that it is him? Let's continue. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So you realize that the church of God is built on revelation. The strength of every church is connected to the revelation the church carries. Upon this revelation, Peter, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail. The gates of hell cannot prevail. The gates of hell cannot prevail over it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now look, I want you to see something. I'm taking you somewhere. The verse number 23. Let's go to 22. 21. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Now Jesus started teaching them yes, we shall about the modulus of the methodology, the way to the manifestation of the Christ. The same thing Peter prophesied, Peter spoke about. Now Jesus is telling them that this is the process. So this is going to happen. So now that the revelation has come, he has to now teach the people to be acquainted with what? The revelation. And whilst he's teaching them, Peter, the verse number 22, the Bible said, then Peter took him, carried him, Peter, Jesus. Peter, Jesus. Jesus. 
Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Peter, be it far from thee, Lord. Peter was thinking that Jesus come to build an empire so that he will get post. <laughs> and he said, you are come to die. Then where, where will I be the minister of finance? And what will empower Peter to do that? Because Peter had revelation, he never understood the revelation, but he had it. He didn't know where it was coming from. Jesus Pride and arrogance entered Peter. And felt that now he is on the same page with Jesus. He's able to, he's able to see in the spirit. Now he's able to prophesy. Now when he preaches, people like it. When he sings, people clap for him. So powerful. He's relevant in the church. Without him, the service will not be nice. So his attitude did what? Sometimes one small position that you give somebody. So they be a, be a ketue, be a be mani no. Nani There are certain people. Look, no position. Just let pastor begin to be your friend. And Small appointment can change you. One opportunity to preach the puppet can change you. You may want to now go and start your church because now you feel like when we're preaching, people were like, people were standing on their feet. Wow. Man of God, preach the word. That is powerful. Preach the word. This is a CZ word. This is a CZ this is a noun word. And once you're standing there, you're just like, yeah. Now the firstly anointed man of God is here. You feel like now you need a land, you need a place, you want to start. You want to start. Peter. Peter. The church is going through a lot of things. But we'll overcome them by the revelations we have about the Lord. And I prophesy you will overcome it. Amen. You'll be very surprised how your heart has tilted a little. A little. Just because of, you know, I was talking to a, 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 one of my pastors. Why did you come for rehearsal? Number. I said, I want to do my hair. Walk into my office and put my head on the table. Men understand. Couldn't we prioritize him? It didn't affect our Monday, it didn't affect our Tuesday, it didn't affect our Wednesday, it affected Jesus' meetings day. Where did we get it wrong? He said, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Why did you start spiritually? And you are getting canal. Just as your heart pursue, how does it mean to you for you to seek first the kingdom of God? I'm not too hard a pastor. I've just heard all the truth. 
It's hard on the truth. It's a truth doctor. And this is what is giving me sleeplessness. My headaches. I mean, I'm, you can ask my wife. I've not been able to sleep. I've not been able to sleep. To me and die. Let's be very careful. Because one revelation can turn our heart. One breakthrough can turn our heart. One comfort can turn our heart. Yeah. See, when we're having our weddings, you see how we can organize our weddings and we be happy and we are tired. We can, we're not tired when we organize, especially the men get more tired than the women. Going up and down, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and by the time we realize, sure. in the night, we are so tired. All that the women have been doing is to be taking selfish. Yeah, you make a good bride. Yeah, you do that. Hey! But it's your time. You enjoy. You yeah, enjoy. Right. Hey, come home and I tell you to watch for me and you fight me. You see what I'll do to you. <laughs> we are able to organize excellent weddings. But we fail in small quarry hazards. We are able to organize excellent weddings. Clean the place, weed the place, and all those things. But when it's not our wedding and the place is weedy, we don't care. We are able to organize excellent weddings for ourselves. I'm showing you how selfish we become. I'm going to show you something right now. How selfish we become. And I want you to see where it's coming from. And we may not care about whatever is happening to the church of God. We are able to organize excellent weddings and even have overflow. But we'll never invite somebody for some, uh, Salvation Sunday. You to me, no. you for sure. Pastor said that, okay, today is Salvation Sunday. You can organize a wedding the whole place. You alone. You alone. But when we say, okay, we have Salvation Sunday, come on, invite somebody. We, have, we want to have extra oil. We come on, invite somebody. We are supposed to have communion service tonight. We say, we tell you, go and invite somebody right now. Oh, why you cry? What is the problem? What is the problem? Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Verse number 23. This is the answer. But he, who is he? Jesus turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Go away from me. Get thee behind me, Satan. Somebody must say, Get thee behind me, Satan. That thing that is pushing you not to pursue the will of God. So you must tell the person, get thee behind me, Satan. It might not be a person. It might be an activity. It might be an event. Get thee behind me, Satan. Just breakfast. It can be breakfast. Breakfast. And you're going to be late for church. So that there be breakfast. Get thee behind me, Satan. 
eyelashes. Get it behind me. Eyelashes. I will be sure. I be more catchy. I was sorry, Bemu. Catch and say, Uncle, what she? Thou art an offense. So we are offending Jesus. He said, Thou art offense unto me. Why? For thou severed not the things that be of God. What come and need your man? Are you ready, dear? Sana Yesu kai. What come and need your man? Are you ready, dear? And you may fail at the honour and fail who sir? I see the same thing. Why you push yourself the other day? Let your mummy. You are offence to me. Hey man, go ahead. And I'm never saying that. Be ready to be quite sorry. Hey, you are offence to Jesus. Can I ask you a question? Wouldn't I'm now got to do? Any wouldn't I'm now got to know? Any Jesus? Ne juma no ye wa heaven. The only more important. Out me jaw ba wunti. Jesus is having a service. This meeting yesterday, I was telling my wife about when I was sitting here. What the Lord told me, I didn't tell anybody. When the wedding was going on at a point, and what's happening? Then a voice came to stand here, and he said, "There is a patriarch in the service." Then immediately I saw a vision. I saw a vision. I saw four people. And when I saw these four people, I saw a middle-aged man, like with a little gray hair. And I don't know the man. And in the vision, when I saw this thing, like, a, casual talk. We're having casual talk. So when the thing came out in a vision, got lost and it was So I felt like okay, fine when I come up, I have to talk about it. But and the way I said this thing and the man got lost, I won't say it. The Bible says that since we are surrounded by a thick cloud of witness. Can you imagine God allowed an elder from heaven to visit our meeting yesterday? It was a normal wedding. But Jesus was interested in it. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want the elder to go. Once I was preaching, I was trying to see if I can see that face that I saw. Our meetings are not ordinary. Where two or three are gathered in my name, he said, I am there. If you are conscious of his presence, why would you treat it the way you treat it? Why would you behave the way you behave? Why would you come late? Why would you act the way? Why would you prepare for it? Why? Why? 
Why? I dare him. Why? Amen. Amen. Are we are we are we getting wiser? How many of you here believe that when Jesus sent you, you go? No, no, please let me see your hand. Jesus sends you, you will go. Wow. But how many of you believe that he has sent you already? And how many of you have gone? How many of us are hypocrites? You say, go ye, therefore. And we are not going. Meanwhile, yes, we, we say we will go. We are not going. Yes, we say, get thee behind me. It is time. Anything that is arresting your heart, that is making your love life for the Lord become corrupted. The time is here for you to say, get it. Leave me. I won't have anything to do with you. Get it behind me. Rejoiner said that Jesus told him, He said, when we sing on earth, with the broken voices with which we sing, and the sincerity of heart with which we sing. He, Jesus loves it more than the angels singing to him. Our voice is not nice. But our heart is nice. Our heart is nice. If your husband is sending you a text message, and he sent L-U-V-E, would you understand it? What is it? I love you. So you know, is that the way it's very love? But you are able to make it out. So when the heart is right, you don't see errors. But when the heart is not, we become critical. We try to explain everything. We try to listen. Am I the only person that is supposed to sing? Am I the only musician? Am I the only person that... If I'm not there, somebody will also do... When did your heart become like this? When, when did you get this way? Were you not the same person that used to get up at night and pray and pray for the church? Were you not the same person that used to pray for the, your pastor? Were you not the same person who used to fast and pray all alone? Were you not the same person who ran through the rain to church? Were you not the same person who wake up at night and take the Bible and read? Were you not the same person who tells pastor, pastor had a vision? Were you not the same person? How did your heart become like this? One of the greatest blessings that can happen to you is the ability to judge yourself. You are so blessed. Because it is not easy 
okay, to receive counsel, sincere counsel from a third person. The temptation of you interpreting it as criticism is high. The temptation of you interpreting it as jealousy is high. The temptation of you interpreting it as the person doesn't love me is high. But when you yourself, you judge yourself, your temptation is less. You are able to repent fast. May the Lord grant you grace to be able to. Amen. The Bible says that he that is able to judge himself shall never be judged. So as a church, I believe it is time for us. This evening we are coming for communion. And we are going to pray. We're going to spend time because look, many of us, our our fire is growing cold. And you could see the height of carnality in ascendancy. Satan has not gotten you out of the church, so you still feel Christian. But sincerely, before the Lord, he doesn't know you. We're driving home and I asked my family, what does it mean to be known by the Lord? They started saying many, many, many things. And I said, he said, go away from me. You who didn't do what is not right. So righteousness is what makes God know us. <laughs> no fasting, no prayer. They were talking about what things you see. Fasting, praying, fellowshiping with the Lord. He said, you casted devils in my name. You preached in my name. But I don't know you. You didn't do what is right. You, do, you, said, you were full of iniquity. Because I, said, I don't know you. I don't know you. So Satan can keep you in church. And God doesn't know you. Is it not a shock? One of the people that is difficult for them to repent are church folks. It's easy for a worldly person to repent than a church folk to repent. Because we are convinced that as long as we are in church, we are okay. But you know, the worldly person. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. May the Lord deliver us. May the mercies of God abound upon us. I believe this is the voice of God to us this morning. I believe. I believe, and I believe we are taking decisions that we are going to say, get thee behind me. Whatever is holding me bound, get thee behind me. Leave me, let me be free. Anything that is not allowing you to pursue the will of God, get thee behind me. Anything that is making me not set my mind on the things of God, get thee behind me. Anything that is making me not love the things of God, get thee behind me. I'm supposed to prioritize this about this. Get thee behind me. 
He said, you didn't love what the thing. He said, you know what? Thou art an offense unto me. It offends Jesus. It offends Jesus. It offends Our carnality offends him. Our I don't care life offends him. Our lack of agency offends him. There's no seriousness. There's no seriousness. I shared something on the page this morning about a man of God, Pastor Randy, he's a friend, and the wife went for evangelism, met a young Okada man, and told the Okada man, preached to Okada man, who the Okada man said, that, oh, you know when we go, they say it, time is time is Hey, now the bro gumna say do what the be yam. There be you must take a decision. The following Sunday, they went Saturday, Sunday, and I'm going to far. I'm going to preach it from Nina. I got two young men. You don't want to catch a young man. See, young quite sorry. Oh, there be there be some people catch up. Some people bring some people super. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, say yeah. I go see that. Say yeah. No more. This year, say car. I go crash you. Can't pass me. This agency, this agency, especially not knowing when, not knowing when, but we are so sure there are two things that we are sure of. We are sure of his coming and we are sure we don't know the time. That alone should produce a thing I am sincere, which will cause us to thrive and move through every corner, despising the shame. Calling upon men, telling them the gospel, dragging them. The Bible says we must drag some people out of fire, drag them out. I love one of my sons who is not here. He used to go for evangelism. Zion. Or dress. And God has sent me to come and tell you something. You are telling me I should go and tell God I don't have time. If you are a woman cross the road, a car will knock you. Somebody say, Get on a job. We're preachers, you know. Now for a turn of coin to you. So, Takashi evangelism, I understand. And he was winning souls. Zion, Pastor Yima is Zion so. Zion is the Pastor Yima by. Our resident pastor. I thought you clap your hand. This is a very good place. 
So just imagine if Zion had not been radical like that, you wouldn't have had a resident pastor. You wouldn't have had a resident pastor. Why are we so casual about the things of God now? Why did we miss it? What is happening? Why did we call for prayer? I and I came, I saw, I was like, God, I was so sad. I entered my office, I couldn't come again. I said, God, what's going on? Why are we so casual? Why is that there's no agency? I told Pastor Iman, I said, look, uh, 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 there was a name. Caesar's father is about to die. Go and make sure he gets born again. Where is he? Is he not gone? So just imagine if you are not going to live into Christ. You can't be casual. You can't be joking. Some of you are on the altar and you are misbehaving. The Lord is, you see, you are still alive because the message of God is still speaking for you. The Lord is still waiting for you. So for thou at, for thou seven not the things that be of God. Can you give me a different version? Let's, let's see, give me a different version. It said something. Look at it. It said, you are in my way. An offense and a hindrance and a snare to me. Jesus is saying this for you are minding what partakes not of the nature and quality of God, but of men. And I want to know my name is and because of her study, no reheza. Ah, are we collect at that level? No, no, Boduku, Boduku, my Jesus, who said, Hey, you are not ashamed. The Bible says he despised, he did Jesus, he despised the shame. Boduku. And you when we come to the field, next year, Bebon Pine, next year, you see you. Classroom, classroom, matter is, you've shared nothing. One day, we buy and I'm saying, everybody get into the ring. We don't know what is ahead of us. One day. And we stay in the rain and we will pray. It just shouldn't bump by two hours. Boah, you're going to be a boy and you're going to be a bump by two hours. Now, if you're going to have my insurance, then you're going to be a boy. You're going to be a boy. Two hours. And you start a ministry, you pass all your shoes to her and fire home because you are boy another. And then you, you get Hey, what are you doing? You get crazy, 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 crazy. Oh, just dance, you get crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't want to be a clown. A time is coming. Eh? Can I tell you something? A time is coming. This strength that you have today, you will not have it. The only thing that you will have left with you is wishes in your heart. That will be the only thing. You see, my father in the Lord, Pastor Dixon, Nancy, he was over 80 years. 
80 years. For me, pick up the one more. Was it sell bet nephew? No. Or it's not money in my corner. When you see the woman, I tell this woman by this time when I'm 90, no, no. Because me, me, we're over 20 years. Now I say, when I'm 80, I say, when I'm 100, no, no. Oh, make I just my me 100 years. I'll down here, Osha. Look at you. You want Jesus to come and beg you. You. You want the Lord to come and beg you. you do something for him. Can I tell you something? Nobody comes to church for me. Me, Pastor David. Nobody comes to church for me. I come to church for myself. When I'm coming to church, the only time I feel different is when I'm preaching, when I'm doing this. But apart from that, every other time, praise and worship, I see myself as a church member who also deserves to serve the Lord. Sorry, I, I see myself, I see myself as a, a church member. The only time I see myself different is when I'm here and I'm supposed to speak the word. And this has been my life all this while. When you play instruments, you, know, you don't want to give your offering. You think that your instruments, so you are doing that. Well, well, you know, if you come and sing, you don't want to do something. Oh, you know, if you are in your singing, you don't want to do something. And oh, I mean, why? Yeah, I, mean, I don't understand. So for me, I don't understand. Look, I've been thinking the whole night, like, God, what's happening? What's going on? And I dream in our meeting, I don't see. The Bible said, the seed of the lost house. Has consumed me. Where is that zeal? Where is that zeal? I charge you, child of God. He said, Timothy, stay up, stay up, stay up the spiritual gifts. Timothy, Timothy, we have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. Look at somebody say, get it behind. Look at the person, tell the person, get it behind. Am I saying something very important here? The guy was anointed to have revelation some few verses away. And then in no time, Satan took over his heart. And he stood the will of God. He's going to play football. <laughs> I said, is he line if I'm for my wife? He's going to play football. Why people are coming to gather in the presence of the Lord? So the football and the ushering work, which one should suffer? God's work and your football, which one should suffer? You see, we should be wise in the spirit. Very important. That's all for me. I don't know. 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 I Your friend are not you. And then I'm in the gene. We are not in any football short no boy and one. That's also better. Yeah. I hit it. No, no, 99 cents. I was like, right, joke. I was 
born a born who? One so, one so, one so, three days, the guy died. Hey, look, build some, I sent a message to everybody this morning. Build something that has eternal relevance. Please. Build something that has eternal relevance. If John Wesley Dems, Charles Wesley Dems can forget about their university. And travel as a useless person. And today establish things like Methodist Church. When, uh, what's the name of this guy? A man of God, when he went to heaven, they took him to the place of mansions. And the wildest mansion he saw, one of them, there were three, one of them was for John Wesley. <laughs> one of them was for John Wesley. Bishop Dag had a vision, and he saw John Wesley's mansion. And do something. I said, do what? Do something. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. But we have to be here. We have to humble ourselves. Look at the resident pastor. Look at the wife. Full graduates. But humble themselves and they are with us. People, I'm sure people, people have even told him that you are, you are, you are waste your time. You are, people have told It's normal. It's there. So be read. The Bible says Jesus, he did what? He despised the shame. And that was how he was able to survive. And was able to endure the pain. And he was able to ascend the cross. And he was able to die and fulfill his calling. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you something? You were here, you think I may be you are in the same way. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! What did I say? Catch the Shubina Catch and says, Sankofa. Catch and says, Sankofa, what did you know? Sankofa, what did you know? Yeah, eat it. Are we going back for it? Are we going back for it? Yes, It's individual. It's individual. It's individual. It's individual. Go back for it. 
you are not working for ourselves. You are working for God. Don't be too interested. Establishing things for yourself. One day I was talking to somebody. I said, ah, why are you not doing anything in the church? I said, he doesn't, she does, he doesn't feel relevant in the church. I said, ah, oh, so you, don't you don't feel relevant in this church. The way there are a lot of work in this church, you, don't feel, you, don't, you can't find anything to do. And before I realized, oh, you started a prayer meeting. Started, I said, me, I don't know say anything about it too. I know it's what you don't know is what you don't know. <laughs> I said, what you don't know is what? What you don't know. <laughs> He's not interested in that. Jesus wants to see that his church is thriving. People are raised. Loyally, they sent. The Bible says there was no disciple of Jesus Christ that said, Ah, it never happened. He sent them. If it is time for you to go, we will send you. Don't you want to send people? Yes, we're talking about a chance. A chance is override. A chance, look at our brother. I mean, we want to come there. And then you're poor. I need land in a chance because you're busy. You're busy. You're busy. You're busy. You're these are the things that must consume your heart. I pray that there shall be an intense revival upon your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. May your love for purity and righteousness arise again. Amen. May it be so radical for the Lord better than before. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Amen. I pray may there be a sudden swap of the wind of revival in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. May the power of God rest upon you. Amen. Be blessed Amen. and be consumed by the love of God. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.